comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Tell them Tracy came by from His Promise. That's Tracy. T as in the drink, R as in the pirate noise, A as in the Fonzie noise, C as in sea monster, Y as in why do we even make friends if they're going to let you down when we need them the most? Last name Jordan. J as in the birds I'm afraid of. Episode 307. Episode 307? More feelings. Say it. That's not how I wrote it. Read it like I wrote it. Episode 307. Ah! The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode: Despicable Us. So guys, I wanted to bring you up to speed on RenCon Con twenty thirteen. Things are coming together really well. In fact, I got uh, I got some panelists for us. the uh, The first one uh, I couldn't get Grant Morrison. Okay, I got Hank Morrison. He works down at the Seven Eleven. Yeah, right over here. Seems I know like him. a nice enough guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, He's th- borrowed money from me a couple times. Yeah. yeah, you're not getting it back. No, he told me he would. Pay me back with interest. <laughs> he just needed a bus ticket. <laughs> Sucker. Do we know when RinCon Con? He said is he was happening? coming back. Uh, we have till the end of the year, RinCon Con 2013, to happen. Okay. I, I know you guys. Uh, I heard the dudes talking about it on the Fringe episode, so I know. Yeah. So I what? What's the date? It was sometime in late 2013. Jim TBD. Okay. Jim Deets and I, I think, are, are ironing the details out. Yes. Or th- I'm sorry, the Deets tales. <laughs> Deets Tales. Yeah, Jim Deets. So Ironing more the Deets Tales. Oh, okay. So who you got? Right, I get it. You now. Got that's, uh, that's Hank Morrison. Good. Yeah, yeah, Hank Morrison. Who else? Yeah, uh, that's pretty good. Lisa Lob. Oh, Lisa Lob. Lisa Lob. That's good. Yeah. Unless Lisa Loeb comes through, but for right now, Lisa Lob. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Deets has already worked out some of the panels that are happening. Oh, uh, great. How to turn a half-hour podcast into a three-hour podcast featuring Bill McGonnell. Oh, okay. That's going to be a good one. That's, uh, you know, that's not easy. Um, a Brief History of Bread with the man himself, Frank A. Rincon. I do enjoy bread. Mm-hmm. How Spider-Man Should Be Written, headed by our own Brad Milo. And uh, during these panels, if you're not keen on panels, you can go watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail in the movie room. Fantastic. So that's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are also some other uh, preliminary, uh, some panels in the making. Uh, we got some, uh, trying to get these ironed out. How to turn a toaster and a motherboard into Skynet with Ken Morgan. <laughs> or as we affectionately call him now, Darth Morgus. Uh, how to turn an otherwise patriotic American into a Yankee fan using negative reinforcement and multiple viewings of the 09 World Series by Johnny M. <laughs> that's going to be, that's going to be a big one, I think. Yeah. How to turn a pound of ribs and a motherboard into Skynet with Russell, <laughs> uh, Russell Latham. 
how to turn a souffle into something manly enough for even a guy to like with Jim Dietz. And uh, how to turn a successful prosecution into a jail term through contempt with two simple words with Jordan Gilbert. And, uh, <laughs> you've also been... Uh, I've been lining these up for months now. Yeah. Yeah. Frank's also been tagged uh, for uh, Message from the Future Part 2, an apology. Yes. Frank A. Rincon. Yes. So so we were expecting that. <laughs> we don't know when it's going to be held. We don't know where it's going to be held. We don't know how much tickets will cost. We don't know if we'll have a venue. And we don't know if it'll happen... But but you can count on it <laughs> happening sometime in late 2013. Yeah. Rincon Con 2013. So what are you thinking, like the uh, Richardson, uh, Richardson Civic Center? Actually, I was thinking about right here, Half Hour Wasted Studio number two. Okay. Yeah, in the spare <laughs> bedroom. The, we're, yeah. we're, on the, we're on the B stage right now. Yeah. By the way, we're, yeah, we're in our new studio, I guess, for lack of a better term. <laughs> hey, listen. Frank's place. Listen. Hey, okay. So who's Mike? It's not me. That's coming through mine, and yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if it's because, yeah, it's holy because cow, it's because it's sitting on the table. Oh, so grab that copy of Local Whoop. by uh, by yes. Brian Wood. It's thick enough that maybe it'll. Uh, you gave that to me, Brad. That's weird. I know, and maybe the paper will absorb. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Uh, that dude from the Rolling Stones uh, wrote comic books. Listen, I guess, hey, if Gerard okay. Way, you know, if Gerard Way can it's, write comics, it minimized it why a can't this guy? Okay. All right, try it. So uh, up, down. Yeah, it's still That's there. Good. A What's good? Nah, it's just vibration from the. Bill, will you hold that up off the table you're, half an inch throughout the whole episode? You're talking too hard. <laughs> no, see, it's working now. If you could just yeah. do that for the next hour. Do you have half. another. Uh, a okay, dish towel. Another dish towel, ladies and gentlemen. No, nah, we're good. Let's, let's here try at the, this. Here I'm, at the Half Hour Wasted Studio. I'm dying studios. to try the science experiment. Okay, All right, mic down. It actually has cut it. It actually has cut it down quite a bit. Okay. All right. So. Yeah. Hey, remember a long time ago? The dish towel experiment. When we started talking about movies for 2013. I'm going to open up a dish towel store, I think. Right Bill's next to dish towel. There Fra- are, not right, right next to Frank's bread There are a thousand and one uses for a dish towel. I can't think we of more than a couple to go of over right now. Okay, so you're safe. Say, we don't I, have time to go over a thousand of them. I, I really have almost no imagination whatsoever, and I can only think of two or three uses for a dish towel. Two of the three of them being really obvious. Okay, what's the third one? <laughs> I was. You want me to answer that? I was, no, I was bluffing. I don't really. We have made a third it through one. July of our movie list of I'm 2013. Not. Oh yeah, we got to see what else no, is coming out for us. We, we made it through June. What I'm, comes before July? I'm June not very does. Bright. June, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, no, I I know exactly. We finished off with White House Down. Yes, the seminal um, Channing Tatum, Jamie Fox uh, vehicle, directed by uh, the king of directors, Roland Emmerich. Mm. I you've got me pumped up for that. I I'm glad I man I should have gone into sales right. Yeah, the first one in the month of July here. Apparently, you're looking very forward to. Is this correct? Um. I think that this is going to be a. Uh, I think this is going to be a good movie. It, it depends. I mean, the the first one was so surprisingly good, mm-hmm. and I mean surprisingly because I went in with no expectations. I actually thought, "Give me a freaking break," which is something I think about a lot of animated movies these days. Um, we uh, went and saw uh, the, the the my nuclear family went and saw Hotel Transylvania uh, two weekends ago at the Dollar Theater. 
Um, so go ahead and you can play the string music and we can talk about serving champagne and wearing top hats. And <laughs> Were there people there just looking around? for a place yeah. to, to sleep at the Dollar Theater? I always That's envisioned not, that. It's like, not that kind of Dollar Theater. Oh, okay. It's for families. Well, no, I meant like... And it's like okay a, if a children mo- a, a motel cost, you know, 60 bucks or I could sleep here right. for a dollar. Well, yeah, the problem is you can only sleep there until about midnight when the last movie gets mm-hmm. done playing and then... Just get swept out the door with one of those push brooms. You can't take a nap in your car because the police yeah. would come up and, what are you doing in there? <laughs> so you pay a dollar and go sleep right. through Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. Despicable Me 2 is what oh, we're talking about. good. I've managed to filibuster long enough that it's taken 10 minutes to I get did to li- the title I did of like, um I did like the first one. It was it was fun. You know, for Halloween, the uh, the yellow creatures... Uh, I went yeah. to a Halloween where there was some. Uh, you know how the trend is always to make for girls for something to be sexy. Yeah. So there were some sexy girls as those yellow one minions. Guys. Yeah, is that sexy what they were? Minions. Yeah. I think so they were minions. That's, that's excellent. <laughs> and they and there was like a whole group of them. There was a guy who had the nose, and I mean the Steve Carell character. Yeah. I guess. Yes. And um, there was someone else, but they did a good job. I'm, yes, I'm, he was. That was Gru, by the way. Gru. I'd look forward to it. And. Um, I just I think that movie had a surprising amount of heart to it. Um, it did when you can start feeling bad for the uh, when you start caring about the bad guy. Yeah, you know, like um, well, they did a good job. They yeah. they did a good job characterizing an animated character, which is pretty unusual. Yeah, and they they get points for that. Um, uh, the thing I liked about Hotel Transylvania, I realize we're getting off topic, is that there was not tremendous heart wrenching conflict in it. Thank you. Finally. An animated feature, a cartoon that doesn't have someone's parents dying, doesn't have kids in an orphanage, you know, uh, doesn't doesn't have a, a, a lost, you know, a, a love sundered by cruel fate or any of that nonsense. It was a cute little story about a vampire has built a hotel uh, deep in the mountains of the Transylvania-ish area, that Eastern Europe kind of area. And he puts up moats and huge trees and, you know, forests and goblins and ghosts and stuff to keep normal people away from it. And so it's just for monsters. And so they always come around, uh, uh, especially every year on his daughter's birthday. And his daughter is 118 and is ready to leave the castle for the first time. And so uh, uh, hilarity uh, of a relative sort ensues. Um, Somehow a, a dude... Uh, a backpacker man, a dude backpacker, just tripping through Europe, man. No, wait, no, wait, wait. He ends up how, stumbling How are we getting to the, the plot of tra- Hotel Transylvania from here? We were on summer movies, twenty thirteen. Can we stop talking about Transylvania? Because <laughs> I'm done. It really doesn't have anything to do. Go with see it. I'm done talking about it. You want to know more about it? Screw you. Okay. July 3rd. Language. The Lone Ranger. Johnny Depp. You know what I heard happens in this movie? What? That I heard uh, he builds a doghouse. <laughs> that was a callback to Lone, me saying Lone I'd Ranger. rather watch, I'd, I'd watch Johnny Depp build a doghouse. Oh, gotcha. He plays Lone Ranger. I mean, he plays Tonto and some guy I've never heard of plays Lone Ranger. It's an interesting default. Usually I go with the, uh, I, I would I would listen to Blank read a phone book. Yeah. Yeah, so he build would, a dog house is is, is interesting. I, that would be more interesting, I think, no matter who's doing it, than mm-hmm. uh, than anybody that same anybody uh, reading a phone book. The um, I'm I'm hesitant about this movie because Disney is producing it, 
uh, for those who saw John Carter, you yeah. want to see John Carter? Yeah, unfortunately. Underrated. Um, if you've come here to besmirch John Carter, I'm not here to defend it as mm-hmm. a great movie, but it was absolutely on par with like your Prince of Persia's, you know, those kind of, of semi-generic the other Disney adventures of that nature. I would. But neither of them are great movies, but they're not awful. I don't understand why John Carter was such a bomb. I well, do I, not get it. I, I know why it was a bomb, because it, it was exactly the way you described it. It was a very average movie with a huge budget. It was over-budgeted. Yeah. But th- that movie isn't terrible. It is so incredibly vanilla that I didn't really care about anything that was going on. I could have walked, like, I did not have to see the end of that movie. If, I, if that movie had cut off, I would have just gone, oh, I wonder, oh, well. Yeah. I, I would have never wondered, I wonder how that ended. Wow. That so would have the, never occurred to me. So if the film had, snuck, had stuck and the uh, machine burned and snapped off 15 mm-hmm. minutes ago, you just said, okay, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would have been, oh, <laughs> all right. Um, much like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal um, in Prince of Persia, it was, it was okay. I mean, the, my problem with John Carter was that Taylor Kitsch actually, the other didn't get much to work with or he only has one emotive, emotive state. Um, I so, think the problem is his last name. Kitsch? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty that kitschy. could be it. Well, you know, the 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 forerunner of all these movies is, of course, the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had the gift of of having some really excellent character actors. And I'm not just talking about Johnny Depp. I mean, um, you know, Jeffrey Rush was great, you know, as Barbosa. And pretty much every role, I mean, from uh, Jonathan Price, um, you know, even um, even the femme fatale, um, uh, whatever her British name is, Bennett like Beckham, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Um, even she was pretty good in it. Yes, thank you. But but they managed to wring personality out of every acting performance. Um, that's, that's good acting, for sure. Better acting than uh, a movie based on a ride at Disneyland suggests you should get. But the constant here, and the reason why I think that there's a lot of hope for this movie, um, because I wasn't, I'm not really sure what to think about it. And just having Johnny Depp in it doesn't mean, oh, I've got to be there. Um, but Gore Verbinski, Gore Verbinski is directing this, the same feller who did the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah. And uh, he did uh, Rango, which I thought was, eh, I, I didn't. I've seen it, but I haven't sat down and watched it. Watched it, so you know, it could won be the, great. The Oscar, Oscar for best animation. Okay. It, it, it's, it's, that year. it's some of the most interesting animation you're ever going to see. In that, with computer animation, it's always yeah. sleek and pretty and yeah. stuff. And this is dirty and ugly. I think and it's. Funny. I think it's Netflixy, and uh, I think the kids the kids watched it two or three times. Uh, the, like the first weekend, we realized we had it, um, and so I've seen most of it, but. Uh, um, but I, I think I'm going to give Verbinski uh, enough latitude. He, he has built up enough goodwill with me, the, the movie viewer, that I believe that he's going to be able to get something out of this. And Verbinski clearly does pretty incredible action set pieces. If you want some incredible set pieces, watch his first big movie, Mouse Hunt, with Nathan Lane. And um, <laughs> there's, there's, some, there's some set pieces in that movie which are uh, pretty classic. Um, Pacific Rim. Are you guys looking forward to that one? Yeah, you know, it, it looks like Guillermo it's Guillermo del Toro. Knowing nothing about the movie before we start seeing trailers, 
Um, have you not seen the trailer? Yeah, I'm for freaking this? jazzed. I've seen the first. I, if there's a if there's a trailer that's come out in the last week or so, no. But I've seen the trailer. Transformers versus Godzilla. Exactly. Yeah. What else do you need to know? <laughs> I know. It and, looks awesome. Well, and again, Guillermo del Toro. This is not Roland Emmerich. We're talking about. Well, here. now this I is thought, a real director. Did he produce it or did he direct it? I thought he Who just that? produced it. Uh, del Toro. Uh, no, he directed. He directed it. Okay. Yes, that's exactly right. And it's uh, also got the voice from the game um, Portal. Glados. 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 Which uh, anyone who's who's ever played that game, yeah. uh, she's a funny character. You can hear her voice it. in the trailer. She's that that digitally enhanced lady voice that's talking. Yes, and I, I read email chain about you you crazy kids uh, discussing uh, all that, um, and I I'm not hip to Glados, so that didn't mean anything to me. July 26th, The Wolverine. Ooh. Directed uh, by James Mangold, who I'd never heard of. He directed Night Giggle. and Day with Tom Cruise and the blonde girl. Never saw that. 310 to Yuma, Walk the Line. I saw 310 to Yuma. That That is a freaking th- two thumbs up modern day Western. Girl Interrupted and Copland, which I think... Yeah, Sylvester Sylvester Stallone. That was like one of his comeback movies. I don't know. <laughs> his, I'm sorry. Were we talking about over the top? No. What? Yeah, no. you're talking about every five years. Sylvester Stallone has a, seems to have a comeback yeah. movie. I think Copland <laughs> was like his most well received movie at the time for uh, after several years of crappy stuff. I, I saw an interview with him once, and someone was talking about a movie as a comeback. Yeah, and he was. Uh, I think his comment was. I never left. I never left. So has anybody ever noticed that um, uh, Sly Stallone is just like, he's the exact same thing as Woody Allen. He's just like octaved down. He's just <laughs> pitched down a little bit. This is like, I mean, think about it. You got versus. That's actually you know, a very good observation. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I approve. That. I've contributed to this episode. Are you guys in, I'm, interested okay, I'm in leaving. the Wolverine? <laughs> uh, no, I'm throw the microphone down like that. It was for comedy effect. It's a ribbon microphone. Are you interested in this, the Wolverine? <laughs> a $3,000 mic. Uh, I'm very interested in it, especially knowing that we're also going to get the um, Days of Future Past. I guess that's in 14, 2014? Well, my understanding, they're not related. I mean, you're talking about... The next X Men movie, right? See. Directed by Brian Singer, right? Yeah, I love it when we go on tangents. On this the movie, The Wolverine. My understanding is that it takes place after X Men Three, after it, The Last Stand, after Professor X is dead, Jean Grey has died. I think Wolverine leaves to kind of be by himself. Right. He goes to Japan. See, someone had sent me an article today. I did not read it, but they paraphrased it as saying that Brian Singer is going to try to bring all these movies into canon. Yeah. So, I well, mean, somehow they're, it's got to yeah. work. I don't have the article in front of me, but you've read it. just uh, was today or in the last couple of days, and we're, this is as of the very, very end of January. Um, he has added... Um, three more X-Meners to the cast. I saw that. They're, yeah. they're bringing on Anna Paquin as Rogue, and they're bringing on Kitty uh, Ellen Page as Kitty, and um, there was Sean one other. Sha- yes, exactly, Sean Iceman. Ashmore. So they are they're really bringing them on, and of course there's rumor that they're talking to uh, Famke Jansen to uh, come back as Jean Grey. Oh, yeah? And uh, just complete, complete rumor 
um, is that uh, Cyclops may come along for the ride too. Mm. And the the guy writing the article actually said, "Sounds like you know the movie's getting a little busy." Um, well, so I, I don't know that we expect all this to pan out. I mean, it'll be interesting. You know the the future story yeah. and. You know we're getting we get to see Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart come back. You know mm-hmm. they're going to tie all of this in together. I just think it's going to be really interesting, especially because Brian Singer's back. Doing you know, it. Did, and I'm just theorizing here. Do you think that they are going to do the story as we know it and affect the future? And when they come back, Patrick Stewart is still alive. Cyclops is still alive. You know, somehow affecting the future affects their past. I'm that, not that, familiar that would, enough with the Days of Future Past story from the comics. Because so that, that would reboot X-Men a la Star yeah. Trek and yeah. kind of put it on a new a new footing to where all those other movies, they they don't really count because it's a new universe. I don't know. I think it's going to be really interesting to um, uh, see. Uh, Singer has retaken the helm, right, after they lost yeah. Matthew Vaughn? Right. Now, what did Vaughn bow out for? Do we know? Because the original rumor was that Vaughn was going to do Star Trek Seven or Star Wars Seven. I don't know what he's doing. And now, now we just, uh, I guess Matt, Matt Vaughn probably knows, but yeah, we I'm don't. Not, I'm not sure. So that's too bad. The uh, little blurb about Wolverine says, uh, we were more excited when it was going to be directed by Darren Aronofsky, but it still has potential to be fun. Um, gosh, I wish I had a list here that uh, would conjure up uh, more specific info like who is directing this well that's the guy i was telling you about yeah okay james okay. mangold oh that's right james Man- i'm sorry you said mangold and i just my mind just went just sheets of white there for a second no problem and then i had to come back from the bahamas the next thing in the list that i see skip over smurfs too. skip over yeah smurfs is um i don't know if i'm gonna bother with this 300 rise of an mm-hmm. empire prequel to okay. the Movie 300. Sorry, hang on. Um, Smurfs 2, what's the rating going to be on Smurfs 2? Hopefully. Because it says the blurb is uh, Gargamel is still stuck in New York. He said, so he does skip magic over Smurfs 2. And now Smurfs. He's about I-, I was lying. Um, uh, that was my second bluff of the show. Uh, my third bluff will be coming up shortly. See if you can pick it out. Um, so Gargamel does some magic to bring back the Smurfs and also create evil albino Smurfs. That I'm interested in. And. These evil albino Smurfs try to trick Smurfette into being naughty. Now, if this is the kind of thing that could be played on, say, Showtime late at night, no, it's you know not what I'm trying that. to say? Little, uh, it's not that at all. Slightly more. I'm not talking. I'm not talking M.A. I'm not talking. You know. And I think uh, you don't mean no. Showtime. I think you mean Cinemax. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, means, we could go with Cinemax. <laughs> That'd be fine. Cinemax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he means. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Can. Can Gargamel and his evil albino Smurfs trick Smurfette into being naughty? I don't know. Maybe we should get put on like a Halloween costume. He could have a, a number of Halloween costumes kind of for it that are all that are all those sexy characters. Like, hey Smurfette, you want to be a sexy policeman? I don't think it's that like kind of naughty. Sexy sanitation engineer. <laughs> three hundred rise Would of you an like empire. To be a sexy city council person. A prequel to three hundred <laughs> charting the rise of King Xerxes. The ruler who got his ass kicked by the Spartans. Well, do we need a prequel to that? No. No. We do not. We I mean, don't. Frank Miller did a comic book, and they're basing it on that. Yeah. it's, it's I, It it's, sounds. It always felt to me that he was wringing the last of the water out of the rag. You know what I'm saying? And, I, you know, it's. I, I think it's Is just a kind of... It should, should be a phrase. Blood out of a turnip. Thank you. That's, what I, that's yeah. where I was going for. I'm with you. 
um, capturing, you know, it, it feels like a money grab, just kind of, it's still a franchise that, that has something. And those types of movies, a la Clash of the Titans, you know, that movie that came out, 11, 11, 11. Remember that one? Yeah. You know, it, it's those, those movies ha- are like a genre onto themselves now. Hmm. So it feels like, like, eh, let's just give it a shot. It'll make money. I have to bring this next one up simply because my 13-year-old will be the first in line. Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters. Now, is this a sequel? It's a sequel. It's it the is. second book, and they've there was four or five books. The mm-hmm. first uh, movie, Percy Jackson, was I actually liked it very much. It was very enjoyable. Who is in it? Uh, Logan Lerman is Percy Jackson. Yes. Sean Bean plays Zeus. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this Pierce one... Brosnan is in that. He was? He plays the centaur. His, he's, he plays the teacher. Yes, at the beginning of the movie, who actually who gives Percy the uh, the the click pen. Yes, that turns into the sword. Yeah, did you like Percy? I did. It was a. Uh, I mean, it was a kids movie. Yeah. I, I never would have seen it on my own. But we've got. I ended up getting Uma a Blu-ray Thurman. copy for them. Yes, Thurman yes. Was Medusa. She played Medusa. Yeah. She played a good Medusa too. Really? So yeah. um, it okay. had a reasonable cast. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, there was. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember um, the the cat that played. Um, uh, the demon, um, the devil. Russell Brand? No, uh, no. Wasn't it, it was, Russell Brand? Uh, I want to say like Alan Cumming or something like that. I'm bringing but, up uh, IMDb right now. Oh, fooey farts. Nathan Fillion is in the sequel. That's going to be he's cool. He's playing the god Hermes. Nothing which, wrong with that. No, yeah. So I, I definitely. Oh, he was lightning he thief. Look, that's right. He doesn't look fast, yeah. though. I don't know. Nathan Fillion. So who is the devil guy? Um. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, my gosh. Hades? Yes, oh, I'm uh, dying Steve, because I know who it is. Steve, Steve Coogan. Coogan. Thank yeah. you. Steve Dang Coogan. It. Yes. It's exactly the great it's. Steve Coogan. You can get Russell Brand and Steve Coogan mixed mm-hmm. up if you haven't seen their faces <laughs> yes. in quite a while. And you can also get, if you're not very, very careful, you do Michael Caine's voice wrong. Um, that's a joke Michael for British Caine. people. That's um, that's a good cast, man. I'm looking at The Lightning Thief. So I guess it's just one of these franchise yeah, movies that... Uh, written by a man named Rick Reardon. And my 13-year-old loves those books, has read all of them, is reading the second series of books based on those characters. Yeah. Um, I'll be going to see it with her. It's a, um, it's, uh, it's underrated. It's, it's perfectly good fun, and it's uh, not going to, it's, no, it's not going to take too much brain power, but you're not going to feel stupid after you watch it either, so. You know, I'm looking at this other one for Immortal Instruments. The Mortal uh, Instruments. I actually, um, <clears throat> I actually bought uh, bought those books on the recommendation of someone at a bookstore for the Zoe. Mortal Instruments. Really? Yeah, she. They're a little bit. Of, they're a little bit on the adult side. Uh, I think Zoe's fairly mature, and she, Zoe, much like me, already reads at a high school level. So I'm not worried about. Listen about to Bill Bragg the words. <laughs> He's reading at a high school yeah, level. Right. The rest uh, of us are middle school level. Uh, Sage is uh, dang near reading at a high school level, though. So, um, but this feels like it like it's trying to get the get a hold of that Twilight. Oh sure, um, the uh, the Twilight series, um, a genre that's very very popular yeah, these days. It's Again, a another little, money grab. It's a little. I don't know. It's not as. It's not as lovey lovey. Um, it's more. Scary, weird, whatever. I've read bits of the book, um, and there's more. Oh, holy cow! Uh, we're in big trouble. Than there is. Oh, uh, 
a human can't have a baby with a vampire. Oh, our love will conquer all barriers. There's not as much of that in this. Okay. Yeah, in fact, I'm not sure that there's any love in it at all. Um, but I haven't read the whole book. So Zoe, uh, I think she read, she read the first book or she got into the second book or something. She finally just, she finally just put him down and said, yeah, it's okay. So I didn't, uh, I didn't press her too hard on it. The first one in this list for September is possibly the movie I'm looking forward to the most in the second half of. Yeah. What, what has happened to the actor Vin Diesel? He's kind of disappeared. No, he's been working on another Fast and Furious, he's been working on this mm-hmm. really hard. But I mean, uh, after Triple X, he kind of, it seems like his career just kind of like, I don't know, petered out or he disappeared or something. Then he came back in that Fast and Furious sequel. And I mean, he, he's, he's a good action hero. Yeah. I like him. But it's just, he just kind of disappeared. Well, you know, maybe he just picks his projects, yeah. you know, carefully or whatever. But this mm-hmm. is the third uh Riddick movies, simply titled Riddick. The first was Pitch Black. Then we had Chronicles of Riddick, which I think uh, was very good. Most people didn't care for it, but... Really? Um, the I Chronicles loved, of Riddick? I Chronicles. It was fun. Did you? Good. It, I mean, good graphics, good story. I, I, love the, I love the scope and the feel yeah. of that movie. And I, I preferred that. Uh, Pitch Black was a fine movie. Not trying to, not, not trying to compare, you know, which twin I like better or anything. Right. But I, well, just, I like the scope and the scale of, of Riddick much they were better. Very different types of movies. Oh yeah, th- yeah. I mean, it was apples and oranges. In for all sure. fairness, Pitch Black was an alien, yeah, ripoff, yeah, right. Or clone, use whatever word you want to use. I think it was an extremely well done ripoff or clone because it had its own conventions, it yeah. had its own twists, its own neat things. And but Riddick, that was more of a horror film, and Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick was more of a it's hard like a, s- a hard sci-fi. Yeah, film. it's more like a Battlefield Earth ripoff yeah. or something. Yeah. But this one apparently is supposed yeah. to go back to the well and kind of give us that same feel we had with Pitch Black. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm afraid we're going to get Alien Three out of this one. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I know how you feel about Alien Three. Well, I'm no, not, no. I mean, uh, just, just they got second movie is just so underrated. They really need to just. I wish they would stay with that. I kind of would have liked to have seen a follow up on that story. Yeah. Yeah. Katie Sackhoff is in this one though, so that'll be interesting. Yay, she has a funny name. She's a <laughs> she's a bounty hunter. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it because I, I really what her name means. I really do enjoy the the Riddick character. I think he's there's something about him that's that's very interesting. What else? What's next? Ooh. Um. Well, about- guys, you you still have. Uh, gosh, when's this episode gonna be published? Um. February 4th. This episode is published before then. Um, set your tents out on the front steps of the movie theater and be sure you get inside the theater to see Grosh, Josh Groban live all that echoes. <laughs> It'll be February 4th in theaters near you. Let me tell you, if you love fine quality music as much as I do, um, is this, more is than this I by, do. Is then, this by that encore be there. deal where you where they show the? I think, yeah, I think it's oh, one yeah. of those <laughs> those one one night only. Type yeah, of it's deals. like you oh, go no. you go to a broadcast of the concert. That's amazing. Oh, I want to see why this, does he get why does he get this? What's the tomb about? I want to see it. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone star in this action thriller about a structural engineer who is falsely accused of a crime and has to break out of the ultimate high tech prison 
which he designed. Oh, that's good. It looks fun. Yeah. I mean, it looks, it sounds like, I, I'm a sucker for Arnold movies. I'm a sucker for most Stallone movies. I still haven't seen that latest Arnold movie, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it soon. But, I, de- I mean, the two of them together, I definitely want to want to watch it. That, that, that premise is, is kind of fun. That's yeah. a no-brainer. That's yeah. just like, I designed it. I was, it's like The Rock. Remember the movie The Rock with Sean Connery? Yeah. Yes. Great movie. Great movie. That was a fine movie. Yes. And, that was and, Michael and Bay. Cage. <laughs> that was Michael Bay before he realized that he had to turn into a caricature of himself. I love Michael come out Bay. With, come out with Transformers movies and Pearl Harbor. The Rock was a good movie. Gosh. Um, yeah, you completely skipped over Cloudy the Chance of Meatballs too. Can I entreaty the listening audience, all three of you out there, thank you, mom and sister and Brad's oldest daughter, um, do not go see Cloudy the Chance of Meatballs too. okay? Take a stand. This is a dignity thing. If people go see this movie, they're going to make a third one, and they're going to think that any direct, there will be a Hotel Transylvania 2 out in theaters before long. Actually, that's not a good example. That was a better movie than I thought it would be. Hey. But this movie, okay, he creates a device, and all of a sudden hamburgers rain out of the sky. Okay, so already, you know, as far as the realism scale goes, this has blown it already. <laughs> I and can't. Ho- and Hotel Transylvania yeah. 2. You can't suspend <laughs> enough disbelief no, yeah. <laughs> to believe that, that hamburgers can rain out of the sky. It's just, it's a stupid premise. And then Smurf two as Gargamel. No, 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 no. Naughty Smurfette. Naughty That's what Smurf- you take out of Smurfs too. Okay, Cloudy with Chance of Meatballs too. There's, there's no chance. There's, there's no chance that there's going to be a Naughty Smurfette in this movie. So don't go see it. And if that's not all bad enough, the original writers and directors are not back. You will not get the same quality and passion this is that you got out of Cloudy with Chance of Meatballs one. It's obviously studio driven it yeah. made money so they're like let's do another it's a franchise hey guess what um we'll get a bunch of uh people uh, from uh, asia Jim Bob, uh, to animate the movie and we'll pay a bunch of uh, no names who sound like the people in the original cast and uh you know it'll cost us like um three three thousand dollars and a couple of cheeseburgers to make this movie no pun intended and uh We'll make a killing because the kids don't know any better. You know? Hey, you, you it's know like the mob moving into legal, you know, legal businesses. Let's make crummy movies. People will buy them. There's um. I don't know if you guys heard this news story, but that uh, what Bill said reminded me. This guy who was making a quarter of a million dollars as a programmer, computer programmer. No, I like the sound of that. Was fired from his job. And no one could understand oh, why. I, I heard because this. his work was tremendous. It was good. He was getting good scores all around and stuff like that. This is an amazing story. It was Listen discovered. Frank, everybody. It was discovered that he was outsourcing his job to a guy in China for fifty thousand dollars. I heard that <laughs> while he sat at home and watched cat videos. Yes. <laughs> is that not just amazing? Well, no. He was in the office. Yeah. He would go to the office every day, and they said his they they had a a kind of a generic rundown of his day. He would show up at like eight thirty, and he would spend like the next hour and a half surfing Facebook. Then he would watch cat videos for like the next hour or two. He would take lunch. He would come back. Uh, he would catch up on his emails, 
And then at the end of the day, he would like file his his daily report that he had just gotten back from uh, you know from overseas. <laughs> and what genius! Uh, apparently, he was he was the best rated employee in that department yeah. uh, based on his work alone. And so, of course, the question is, um, why isn't Verizon doing that already? <laughs> <laughs> The question is, it's like, uh, so the so the problem here is, yeah, question mark. It's too bad I can't do that. <laughs> um, anyone looking forward to Carrie? No, you skipped over a Sin City sequel. Oh yeah, that uh. one, the Dame to Kill for. Uh, mm. yeah, you know what? I wasn't. I just figured we should mention it because it's Sin City. I I wasn't real impressed with the first one. It was, eh, it mm-hmm. was okay. If I don't have anything better to do, I might see this. But you know, I have never sat through Sin City. Visually, Ever. it's pretty amazing. It it is it, it, a, it falls in the same realm as Watchmen in that it is almost a frame for frame telling from the comic book yeah. to the movie. And I, and, and that's I'm, a little boring. I'm to beginning me. to think that that type of translation is detrimental. What if you've never read the comic? Then, uh, then you would probably really you, enjoy it. Then you might actually really enjoy the okay. Sin City movie because visually it's stunning. Yeah, it's amazing what they do. It's so stylistic. I I get yeah. that. Um, honestly, one of my um, I don't know if it's guilty pleasure. If I saw it on a movie channel, I would stop down and watch. I think this is on Netflix also. But you know, if I just had time to kill, I would be more than happy to kill it watching this movie again. Um, the, um, the Shadow. Uh, no, Alec sorry. Baldwin? No, no, no. Sorry, not the Shadow. Sorry, <laughs> Alec Baldwin. I've seen that though. Um, the Spirit. The spirit. With Sam Jackson, yes, I oh. never saw it. That is a it's it's weird. And what Gabriel mocked said his name the 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 lead. Yeah, I buy him, but uh, there's uh, a trio of femme fatales led by Scarlett Johansson. I think, and um, oh gosh, what's the uh, the other one? The 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 Latin Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes. Yeah, I think you would enjoy Sin City because they have very similar yeah. visual yeah. approaches. Well, and, and Sam Jackson is just so weird. And the Spirit, of course, was directed by Frank Miller. It wasn't Frank Miller saying, "This is what I want," you know, uh, to Robert Rodriguez. Uh, this was actually Frank. I, was this Frank Miller's directorial debut? Uh, no, I don't I think remember. He's directed. In fact, I'll look that up while you talk. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just it's. The first time I saw the movie, I just kind of went, what am I watching? And it kind of grew on me. And I, I do like the fact that it's, uh, um, it is really over the top and it is so stylistic. Um, you know, it, it's clear that they're doing it for effect. It's not, it's not bad filmmaking. It's just that they're going for this, this real crazy over the top style. Although the color palettes are extremely muted, as you might expect. Basically, red is really the only color that pops out of the movie screen at you. Now, uh, Sin City was actually directed by three people. Okay. Frank Miller being one, Robert oh. Rodriguez being the other one, and Quentin Tarantino did a small segment of that. Okay. Um, now, my understanding see, is that is that Frank Miller, and maybe I'm wrong, but I thought that Frank Miller uh, got some directing credit, but that he really, uh, Robert Rodriguez really directed it with him kind of guiding Rodriguez. Well, that I don't know. I'm just going by IMDb. He is he is put yeah. down as a director. Yeah. He, Robert Rodriguez had to give up his membership in the DGA. Yes. Oh, that's right. To work to to yeah. be credited as a co-director. Okay. To, to have Frank Miller be credited as a co-director. Yeah. Because to be part of the DGA, you can't be a co-director. Interesting. the uh, The nice thing about uh, Rodriguez is that he doesn't really need 
uh, that kind of affiliation. I mean, he basically does uh, he does almost everything he does in house. I mean, he has his own studios. He he edits and does the scores for his studios. own movies. Yeah, it's almost a, a John Carpenter like thing. Only yeah, he actually man. has his own studios and he's graphics a one man guys. Band. Yeah, um, I mean, hell, the uh, um, the Spy Kids movies, uh, which are in descending order of uh, goodness. The first one's really good. The second mm-hmm. one's really interesting. The third one's pretty bad, and the fourth one is eh, somewhere in the middle. But the third one is almost all in a VR world. Um, they're they're inside a video game, and um, the graphics are done on uh, AMD chips, which uh. I just thought was kind of interesting. They're not done Intel chips. Maybe Frank, that explains something. I never saw the original Carrie. Um, I did see SpaceX, right? Yeah, yes. For for the, I don't think it's a movie that would hold up. What uh, is now? her quote unquote power? Uh, is, she, telekinesis. Okay. She can just uh, control things with her mind. It's basically um, a girl who is tortured and and Does made somebody, fun of and like it's, it's a revenge. Yeah, and it is a revenge. Does somebody? That you know that iconic image, and we can see it here yes. with Chloe uh, Grace Moretz. Mm-hmm. If I watch this movie, it would be because she's in it because I really like her mm-hmm. as an actress. But uh, that iconic image of the blood does she get blood dumped on her by other people? Is yeah. that is that what yes, happens during uh, during pig the prom? Or goat. Yeah, it's it's pig. What happens? And this is the movie. I've never read the book, but in the movie. Uh, she is voted as prom queen as a joke oh, okay. because, you know, it's like getting the ugly kid, making fun of him. And while she's up there accepting her bouquet and the crown and they dump pig blood on her, a la John Travolta, which was one of his big movie roles right after he Walking Back Connor. Yeah, he has a, he has a kind of a small role Whoa. in it, but he's in it. <laughs> and... Um, and he spearheads that, and everyone makes fun of her, and then she just kind of cracks and uses her telekinesis to kill everyone in the Yeah, gym. and she, yeah, basically everybody dies. Um, yeah, that's, I, I've, I've never really understood what makes that such a classic movie. Hey, can I just take a time out here? Please do. I just noticed that today was listener and in-studio guest Brody Searcy's Birthday. Oh, really? Brody! He's a traveling man. Yes, he is. Uh, so happy birthday to you, Brody. How you many spankings, Brody? I'm going to wish him happy birthday on the Facebook right now. Yeah. Nice. So I'm going to wish you happy birthday on the podcast right now. I don't know Brody. if I want to see happy Carrie birthday. or not. I mean, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's not my type of well, deal, I guess. It, it's, a, it's a horror movie. I guess it depends on, on, you know, how they approach it and stuff. Um, I think they said they're going to stay closer to the book, which, you know, there's so many Stephen Stephen King fans out there that, um, you know, it, 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 there, there's a built-in audience to go see it. And then, of course, you know, the newer generation, that this is a new thing, they might they might go see it. So I, I think it's safe to say it'll do well. Yeah. Um, it I, I can't imagine it doesn't do well. Um, but, yeah, I just have... Almost zero interest in seeing it. I can't I have, imagine I ever will. I haven't heard of this movie until I looked at this list, and the only reason I'm bringing it up is because Jeff Bridges is in it. Oh, thank goodness! I thought you were going to say Paranormal oh. Activity Five. Seventh Son Five. Jeff Bridges is an old witch hunter as he takes on a young apprentice and prepares to do battle with a witch played by Julianne Moore, who, who also plays the mom of Carrie. By the way, yeah. So yes. I don't know. You know, I like Jeff Bridges. There's only one thing I've seen him in that I haven't cared for 
well, two actually, but for most part, what I'm saying is I enjoy him and I like, you know, stuff like that. Uh, kind of old, weird, not old, weird, kind of medieval, yeah, you know, stuff that's not in Brad's playhouse. He likes to visit other playhouses every once in a while. I tell you what, I, what I love is seeing Jeff Bridges on any talk show. I just, why is that? Because that dude, he is the dude. He is so <laughs> spaced out and so zen and just so He is gig- that Tron he's, character. He's giggly and it's just it's so cool to see someone who, you know, I have no idea if he's had a hard life, an easy life, uh, whatever, but he he looks to me like a guy who is just professionally and psychically fulfilled and he's just kind of happy with the way things have turned out and he's just kind of he just feels like he's someone who's at peace with himself and um i don't know what that's like so i'm a little bit jealous but yeah he is it's it's like watching you know it's like watching you know the big lebowski after he's grown up um yeah he's i think i saw him on uh gosh was it uh the daily show probably about a month ago now that i saw him and i just he had me laughing. He wasn't even telling jokes. It was just he's such a he's such a nut. And then the next one in the list, The World's End. Yes. Uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, two friends who go on a pub crawl and confront the end of days, along with Martin Freeman, who Yay. Was, was Bilbo in the new <laughs> Bilbo. Hobbit. Bilbo Baggins. It's the third long-awaited film in the Cornetto trilogy, whatever that means, mm-hmm. by right. Pegg, Frost, and director Edgar Wright after Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, which those two movies were fantastic. So I can only hope this will be as well. Those were. Um, I mean, uh, he, always, he always does a good job. His movies are funny. Edgar um, Wright. Um, or Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. I just, I'm, I need to see some previews. I need to hear a little bit more about this movie. I mean, based on Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and uh, Edgar Wright, I'm in. Yeah. Because those guys uh, have never done any wrong. Edgar Wright, of course, directed um, Scott Pilgrim, yep. which was. A great, I yeah, it was. I, I would, I would rather watch that movie. Um, that movie was better than the comic books, in my humble opinion. And yeah, I know. Send the emails. I would agree. Um, I, yeah, I, I would agree too. Because send them to me, and then I'll delete them. Okay. <laughs> I, I found the, uh, the comic books while they were fun and interesting, slice of lifey. I never kind of got why people thought that they were so awesome. Yeah, I know. yeah. But that movie, uh, it, it pales in comparison to it. It's, it's. Um, you mean the comic pales. Uh, or the movie, uh, yeah, the comics pale yeah. in comparison to that movie. Uh, it's just the comics were so kind of ordinary. Sure, there were some funny bits, but there were some great visual gags in that movie. Like my favorite visual gag is when Scott Pilgrim and his roommate were in their apartment, and the girl comes and knocks on the door, and the roommate opens <laughs> it, and she says, "Is Scott here?" And you, behind the two of them, yeah. you can see him sailing. Th- Running and jumping, sailing through the open window yeah. to escape the house. He's like, "No, I just left." Something like that. That's great. It's fantastic. Um, I I guess they're never going to make a Scott Pilgrim two. Never hurting. Uh, you know, well, that's the type of thing you, movie, in my opinion, you just want to leave alone. The movie, do. the movie. Uh, I don't know that it was a John Carter bomb, but it did not do well at the box office. Okay. It, it came nowhere near what they were hoping for. I don't know what their expectations were, but I think that it was a relative critical hit but economically it was uh, somewhere close to taking a bath for the uh for the production company so i can't imagine we'd see another just based on economics alone the now, um mm-hmm. the uh that's one of the few movies i bought when it came out cool like I i'm not a, I'm, I'm not a big movie buyer yeah 
Um, but I wanted to have that movie. It's got a great soundtrack too. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, my one issue with um, with the world's end, and I just this is this is me. This is my hang up. But this is gonna have to be the, the reason I said I I want to I want to know more about this. I want to see previews, whatnot. Is that I don't care how zany this apocalyptic comedy is. Just the simple concept that that they're the protagonists are confronting the end of days. Uh, I'm gonna trust. Such a good soundtrack. That guitar is so overdriven, though. Um, I think that's the point. I know that. Yeah, I've got, I've got an audio engineering degree. Um, But yeah, Simon and Nick and Edgar. I'm going to trust those guys and Martin. Um, I really, but it worries me. I just, I just have such the, the existential angst over contemplating the end of the world really bothers me you know what and frank i never wanted to see the beach and you know maybe that's one reason i have a hard time seeing zombie movies and bill has i think out of all three of us he's got the biggest heart really you know what i mean because his his no his soul his person his being i mean i cry a lot at movies uh-huh. i mean i cry at the end of school of rock every single time when the kids finally get to go on stage and play their song i i tear up because i can feel it but Bill gets affected by every movie we talk about. And I'm not criticizing or putting down or making fun of. I just think it's neat that out of all three of us, Bill's the one that with the big heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so Bill's comment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I think we know how to I think we know how to bring him to uh, uh, reel him in now. Compliment. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um the Thor, the Thor, the Dark World comes out November eighth. No, I'm not going for Paranormal Activity five or Mr. Peabody and Sherman, but please do not skip over what I think honestly is going to be one of one of the probably three or four movies I'm looking forward to most this year. I would absolutely rather go see this than Pacific Rim if you twist my arm made me choose. I I pray that they do this well because the book was so cool. Say the name. Ender's Game. The only reason I would go see this yeah. is Harrison Ford's in it. And the only reason that is yeah. is because I know nothing about the book. I don't know a thing about the story. Uh-huh. I have absolutely no idea what Ender's Game is okay. about. Um, disclosure, I've never literally read the book. I listened to the... Un- <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Stop, stop, I, stop, I think- stop. <laughs> I listened to the unabridged audio book. Okay. In my opinion, so. That's- that's there you go. Very interchangeable with reading. It, it was yeah. it was one of those. It was long road trip kind of thing. So I may have missed a couple of. You know, is that a science fiction story? Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, it's um, it, they they uh, they find this uh, this kid's well, nickname is don't, Ender. No, I'm don't, not going to ruin the plot. I'm not going to give the plot away, but they're they're kind of uh, just to just. It's been a long time since I've seen it, so I'm I'm missing a couple of details. I believe that Earth is is kind of in a kind of a perpetual war with alien aggressors and so they have to recruit uh tacticians and this ender kid who is a kid turns out to be a prodigy and the uh the point of this movie um is 
the training of his tactical abilities. And I just think there are so many fascinating uh, scenes. It, it feels very much like uh, Asimov. Uh, one of the things I, I love most about uh, Asimov's Foundation series, the original series, the original three books, which were written in the 50s, by the way, um, is Asimov puts his characters in positions that I sit there and I go, if I was the leader, if you were counting on me to come up with a plan to get out of this, um, we'd all die. Because I don't know the first clue how they would get out of this. And he makes it seem really, um, he doesn't make it seem simple, but he makes it seem very logical. And it's just that kind of very straightforward, kind of hard sci-fi is what um, you get out of the book. And I hope you get out of the movie. I hope they don't trick the movie up with you know the the tender romance and the 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 heartbreaking you know love trio or you know something stupid like that because the book is at its core uh hard sci-fi and it's appropriate for for kids i've i've looked for that book um a number of times at half price books and i don't need it bad enough to actually go pay full price for it um but I, I've looked for it and not seen it at Half Price Books probably four or five times in the last few months. So somebody out there is snatching this book up as soon as it shows up um, at the uh, at the store. It, and it's, I'm jealous because I'd like to read it again. It's funny about books that are good. They're always hard to find at Half Price. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of depends. Like the, Well, it used to be that, you know, Hobbit, you know, Lord of the Rings books, you know, the Hobbit adaptation, um, you know, they'd have... 18 copies at a, at any half price books location but you knew that when the movie was coming out all of a sudden you know these things are going to start getting snapped up and sure enough um i ended up having to go to a a, a retail bookstore to get my <laughs> copy of the hobbit because i wanted to get it for the kids I, I thought i had a copy of it around i had one when i was a kid couldn't find it and i finally decided i want to read this to my my younglings and um yeah anyway. uh, Sometimes uh, you have to go to extreme lengths, like across the street. So uh, guess who's playing the actor who's playing Colonel Graff's aide in Ender's Game? Harrison Ford. No, no his no. aide. Oh, the aide? Yes. The aide? I didn't know it. Huh. The actor's name is yes. Han Soto. Are you kidding? No, I'm on IMDb. Colonel Son Graff's aide. The actor's name is Han so that's a joke, I wish right? I could remember. I'm looking up his film Han Soto's filmography. Whether right or now. not uh, that was a character name in the book, or if that's some sly thing. <laughs> and uh, Ender's Game, I'm pretty sure. Does it say over there on your computer what year Ender's Game was uh, written? Because I 85. Thought okay, okay. But no, no, no. That uh, that his character doesn't have a name. This is the actor's name, Han Soto. He's Credited You're as joking Colonel Graff's aide. The actor's name is Han Soto. Yeah. I have a hard time believing that. I do. I'm quite amused by that. Wow. So, yeah, Ender's Game, I I am completely jazzed by it. And <laughs> Wait. Some of his, some trivia about Han Soto? Kay. I want to get him on the show. We okay. have to let's, get this guy on him. the show. Here's trivia about him. If you can do that. By the way, your time to... In, to get Brad Meltzer on the show is quickly running out. Yeah, you got to get working on that. Yeah, okay. If you um, can get Han Soto on the show, then you have my lifelong respect. Hey, now, uh, now wait, wait, wait. You got to listen to what his trivia about him is, according to IMDb. 
Tech certification includes Microsoft certified professional. He's an A uh, A plus certified, Cisco System Sales certified, no, uh, Novell certified, M O U S certified, and um, L A N and Juan Infrastructures. Land, oh, that's land land. Oh, and by sir. the way, I, I act. That's local area and wide area networks. <laughs> and oh yeah, I act. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, the nice thing is this guy is going to have a job for a long time. So whether it's acting or not. Okay. Uh, Han Soto will be at RinCon Con, Con, Con 2013. Fantastic. You're right. We do need to get this guy on the air. Um, we need to get... Simply so we can make fun of his name. Well, no. We need to get him on and we need to like um, um, ambush him with... Uh, Either Russell or Ken, we can ask him lots of tech questions to see if this guy is oh, a yeah, we faker. Can get, yeah, we can get them on and test test his knowledge. Yeah. Say, what do you think about C++? Or, uh, hey, hey, you like that uh, COBOL? COBOL? It's good stuff? You still use that? I'm having or, a problem uh, with my TI-94. Yeah. yeah. What was that old Texas Instruments Go. Give me 60 seconds on uh, metadata storage. Go. He has a website, hansoto.com, but I don't see any contact okay. info. But, uh, this is affiliated we, with Lucasfilm in any way. We will... Is this his address is, in Marin County? This is so interesting to me. It cannot be a coincidence. They had to have gotten this guy simply for the name value alone. Come on, we're, near, we're nearing the end of this episode. Yeah. Frank already mentioned Thor The Dark World, November the 8th. There's three more... Directed There's by three Game more of Thrones, amazing movies just this month. Veteran Alan Taylor. Uh, I've seen enough of Game of Thrones to know that if he directs this Thor movie with any kind of sensibility that he directed what I saw of Game of Thrones, it, it it's going to be very visually uh, appealing. Um, I think it's really interesting. I don't know. I have not watched an episode of Game of Thrones because I don't rent DVDs Apparently and I I'm don't the have HBO. Person on the planet who doesn't care for it. Um, and I'm sorry, I, I was emailing Han Soto's agent, so I kind of missed what you were saying, Brad. Oh, the guy, uh, a, the guy's directing Thor is oh. Alan Taylor, who has directed several episodes of Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. So and and you're right about your description. So. Yeah. Uh, I I'm not you know Thor. Well, I liked the Marvel movie, the original. It was a good, good, a lot of fun. Um, it didn't knock. Uh, you know, I have yet to want to see it again. The Thor movie? Yeah. Really? So I'm. I guess it's maybe my least favorite of, of the all the Marvel movies that have come out. I um. So I'm not terribly excited about it. Maybe after I see a trailer. I grabbed it on Blu-ray. I think the second it came out, and again, I don't think it's the greatest movie ever made. But uh, yeah, I I have no problem slipping that in and watching it. I think it's one of those where a lot of those Marvel movies are almost like the the one I want to see now is the one I've seen least recently. You know, you kind of keep them on a rotation. Um, cause yeah, we don't have uh, we don't have the first Iron Man movie, um, and we don't have uh, Edward Norton's Hulk, but I think we have everything else in the the Marvel universe at this point. Are you gonna see that Hunger Games sequel, Bill? Uh, you know what? The first uh, movie was a lot better than I personally thought it would be. Um, not that anybody was waiting to see what I thought about it. Um. The thing that worries me is that the guy who is directing uh, was the guy who directed I Am Legend. And I thought I Am Legend had 
great potential and was not done poorly. It just, it just, I, maybe I fault the uh, the CGI in I Am Legend that should they should have given a, a more budget to make those graphics, the CG animals and whatnot look better. Um, because I, I've I've started I've happened on to I Am Legend as it starts. And just kind of found myself, you know, two hours later going, oh, my God, I just watched the whole thing. So it does kind of suck in. I think he's going to do a, a decent job. I think this is this movie, um, though it may be kind of paint by numbers, um, I think it's still going to be uh, pretty decent. Uh, the only worry, uh, the other only worry is that it's going to feel like a redo of the first movie. Okay, so because I, the plot line is is reasonably similar. Not having read the second book, I I'm in the middle of reading the second book. In fact, ah. I, I'll probably finish it tonight or tomorrow night. Um, there are some elements that are uh, very much the same. In yes. fact, I don't think I'm spoiling anything by saying that uh, the two characters that were in the Hunger Game before yeah. end up in another Hunger Game. Well, it's basically All Star Hunger Games this time, isn't it? Correct. Okay. And so, um, apparently, so, lots of people catch on fire in this yeah. one too, and that stinks, man. Um, it the book itself is full of surprises that are more. What's the word I'm looking for? Visceral intellectual as opposed to physical like people okay. will say things that you're not expecting them to say and it's shocking Ooh. for that universe for that hunger okay. games universe um like, is there a starbucks yeah. around here huh stuff like is there a starbucks around here no yeah. or i'm going commando uh yes okay Bill. stuff like that okay and and um you know the only example i could think of would give away a plot point so i don't want to do that but uh, I'm oh just one just <laughs> one Frank I am looking forward to this this movie I I really like the first one um, I like this universe and I just want to see how it gets completed and uh, the guy who played the president I can't think of his name right now the actor Bill Pullman no Harrison Ford nice Harrison. guess Jamie uh, Fox <laughs> keep going um son of a gun what was uh it was um he was an animal Donald house. Sutherland's yeah Donald, Donald Sutherland Bruce yes. Greenwood yeah I was about to say Donald <laughs> Sutherland's dad it's like no that'd be Kiefer Sutherland's dad uh Donald Sutherland Dennis Haysbert is gonna play a big role in this movie okay. I hope I didn't blow anybody's mind if anybody did not realize that Donald Sutherland was Kiefer's dad then I I hope you're sitting I think I heard a few heads exploding now. okay hopefully from joy all right and then the last one I think that's worth mentioning is December. By the way, Christopher Eccleston's going to be in Thor The Dark World, and that is awesome. Um, Down with that. December 13th, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog, the second of three Hobbit movies. Dragon being played by Benedict Cumberbatch. I guess it's kind of a, <laughs> a motion capture thing like Andy Serkis does Gollum. Or maybe it's just his voice. I, I don't know. It, yeah, it's got to be just his voice. <laughs> you silly thing. Um, I was... I was uh, shocked at how little I thought the first, the first third of this movie dragged. I still don't understand. So if they were making the Lord of the Rings movies now, the Lord of the Rings movies would be like what, nine movies long? They're hot. They're mining everything from the Hobbit plus yes. a lot of the appendices. Yes, uh, yes, uh, that's exactly right. Uh, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, it's still. I mean, no matter how good these movies are, you can't look at, at this as anything more than a money grab. I mean, I just, I, 
I don't think that you can look people in the face and say, the, the reason we're making one short book, and The Hobbit is a short read compared to the Lord well, of the Rings Well, now, books. Bill, remember, this was a two-movie deal. And then yeah. they stretched it to three for yeah. some for the money grab reason. So yeah, it's a money grab. Well, originally I thought that they were going to tell the entire Hobbit story in the first movie, and then the second movie was going to be some kind of a prequel-like bridge between the Hobbit and uh, Lord of the Rings, basically getting you up there. And I still don't I don't know to this day if that's what they're going to end up doing. Does a third movie lead off with? Gandalf showing up at uh, Frodo's door. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I'm happy to see it because I was amazed at how little bloat the first movie felt like it had. I enjoyed all the storytelling aspects, and I, I really dug... I think we've already talked about this. Um, but I really dug the inclusion of the eighth Doctor Who. This is for you, Ashley. Sylvester McCoy. And um, uh, he played the, uh, the brown uh, wizard... Um, what was his name? Ramadan? No, wait, that's uh, uh, yeah, um, Bill Billabong. No, I forget what the guy's name was, but he was cool. He had the little, he had the little like uh, jackalope antlers, you know, and he faced a bunch of dead guys in a castle, and it was kind of eerie and spooky. And then he he rode on a sleigh made of wood. It was cool, man. Pulled by giant rabbits. What's not cool about <laughs> that? And what movie was this? Was the Hobbit? Oh yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was great. You know, the actor that played him uh-huh. was he was the eighth Doctor, Sylvester um, McCoy. He was the crotchety one who uh, who was uh, there from eighty six through eighty eight. Uh, those episodes were shot on videotape, and they canceled the series for uh, uh, a little over fifteen years. I was uh, I was told that I have uh, mm-hmm. that wizard's hair. Yeah. He was basically <laughs> the, he was basically had, the Scott I, Bakula of the Doctor Who movies. I had someone rib me during the movies and go. <laughs> Tease. All right, let's wrap this episode up since we're um we're over an hour and we kind of made it through the whole. Okay, so we're not going to give any love to Forty Seven Ronan, which has Keanu Reeves fighting supernatural forces on Christmas Day. No, not going to do that. Well, we just did. So, all right, and I think that's all it deserves. So, we're not going to give any love to uh, Walking with Dinosaurs. Uh, based on a uh, BBC uh, television series? Nope. No, ran nope. out of time. Oh, nope, out of time. Okay. All right. I still have. You don't want to know about uh, author P.L. Travers adapting uh, her novel Mary Poppins to the big screen? I still have uh, no? bumper stickers if you guys oh, want yeah. them. Tom Hanks plays Walt Disney. Wait, how did they, uh, if they want one, how did they get it? Send an email to uh, Should Half they? Hour, I'm sorry, halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Okay, and Brad will take care of you. With your mailing address. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want photos of you with a naughty Smurfette. <laughs> so send that in. Photoshop it, whatever you got to do. We hey, don't care. you've been listening to the Half Hour Wasted Podcast. Proud member of the HHWLOD Podcast Network. Visit the show's website at halfhourwasted.com and don't forget to visit the message boards at forumforgeeks.com. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com or drop us an individual email at Brad, Frank, or Bill at halfhourwasted.com. Follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. And until next week, I'm Frank. I'm Brad. I'm going to go Smurf. And we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted. <laughs> <laughs>